and we're rolling welcome welcome what's up everyone we are your host amakata here and tomorrow's veggies over there <laughs> over here over yeah. here that's true over yeah. there here same thing same but different things right we're he- we're here together virtually right but there on the other side of the world wherever you are not so far actually but i digress hey everyone <laughs> hope everybody's doing well i hope when, while you're listening to this you're in a nice comfy space i mean right. as re- relative you know whether you're working whether you are even if you are getting a little uncomfortable why not you know uh on, on a workout you know because workouts are supposed to be getting you uncomfortable on purpose right and, uh, i can't listen to a podcast when i'm working out i have to i have to listen to rhythm <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I don't know how y'all do it, but congratulations. You deserve depends an what, award. Yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm lifting weights, music is best because I do not want to focus on the words. So the rhythm helps and I'll focus I'll focus on what I'm doing and then the rhythms in the background. But if I go for a run, I could listen to a podcast on a run. Uh, on a run, I don't have to worry too much about that, but like I would like my primary focus to be on the weights when lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. So, yes. Um, speaking of lifting weights and um, working out, doing things we got to do, we can just segue into our conversation for today. Um, as you probably already see the title for this. It might change, but um, new frequency, new frequency. Um, We were considering new foundation, but, you know, frequency follows a better theme and is actually more accurate to the perspective in which we're going to take in talking about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Our last conversation, we talked about let me let me double check. I want to make sure I I hit it on the nail. Unless you want to start off. No, you continue. Um, right now I'm, I'm looking up a a note from that pertains to what we're talking about today that I listened to mm-hmm. on YouTube. But I gotta go find it. I gotta go find it. Right. Yeah, we talked about starting something after breaking down an old structure. That was that's like minimal description of all the things we talked about um we talked about how sometimes we we want to bring some we want to tear things down and while that's in in um good faith we have to learn how to build something from there and i kind of had this idea to talk about because I've heard people talk about social media breaks and um, taking a break from our technological devices. And often it can, so I'm a Pisces, so I can say this. It can seem very escapist to do these things when in actuality, the best results require even a bit more frustration because it requires us to set a new 
habit around what it is we're interacting with that isn't going in our favor. Tearing down feels great because you release, right? You're, you f- well, we'll use the word release for um, basic understanding, but you're really expending physical energy to tear something down so you f- it feels good, you know? And that can be escapist too in some ways by escaping um, the responsibility of getting something done because you have, we have these pent up energies of all the unease that we feel from whatever we're experiencing, i.e. the stress of dealing with all these ads on social media or all these, um, new spaces trying to tell you what to do with your life or what you should prioritize or even our own addictions to things that are not healthy for us to indulge in on on the virtual world like world what is a world wide web where component you're whether you're on YouTube and you're addicted to watching YouTube videos or even, guilty. you know, what you said? I'm, I'm guilty of that. I rally oh, lately. <laughs> lately, lately. And, and I'm happy about it, too, because like uh, that, that's that's the kind of addiction I want in, uh, as opposed to uh, the scroll addiction. Right. You know, um, I, I feel that the scroll addiction is it's not good on the thumbs, yo. It's not good on the thumbs. It's not good on the hand muscles. Our <laughs> right hands are stressed. Our left hands are pressed. Like we, our hands are dealing with a lot of our like our mental. Um, I don't want to call them all addictions. I think there's a variety of words, and I don't, I don't always want to use the word addictions, but things that we. Right. Indulging or, a lot, yeah, or, and so, um, mm-hmm. or one Napoleon Hill calls it hypnotic rhythm as well. Mm. So like, so it's habits, hypnotic rhythm could be uh, addiction. Um, yeah, hypnotic rhythm is one that I, I think about a lot uh-huh. because um, I mean in the in the context of Napoleon, which that is that's exactly who I was looking for because I was listening to his lecture on PMA, on a positive mental attitude. Mm. Um, But right now we're talking about hypnotic rhythm as in uh, AKA habits. The reason why I like hypnotic rhythm is because you are looking to put yourself into a hypnotic trance or you are in a series of trances in your life and it's, and it comes rhythmically. So, Mm -hmm. you know, from Monday to Sunday, there's, um, there's there's a a theme or something that you're rocking on you know right. um, periodically rhythmically and um and understanding it as rhythm lets you mm-hmm. know that you can change that you could disrupt the rhythm you can go ahead and 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 change things since we're talking about frequency because that's what uh Napoleon Hill spoke about where it's like you know um there's the the important the important part in deciding what 
hypnotic rhythm, like you can use hypnotic rhythm for or against you. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's in this book called Outwitting the Devil. So the devil's whole purpose in life um, is um, to have you stray away from what Napoleon Hill calls definite purpose. So you are on your definite purpose. You know what your goal, like setting a goal and, and getting tuned into doing something that you understand is your best use of your time or like a worthy goal. Mm-hmm. So, and you should be focusing in and striving towards making that goal happen, like that highest purpose. Right. And the, the devil's whole job in this life is to distract you or to get you what he called what, what Napoleon Hill calls drifting, drifting away from the hypnotic rhythm towards your goal into a hypnotic rhythm of these um, lesser things. Like he, he uses the example of like cigarettes, you know, um, cigarettes in, in the frame that he puts it in is, um, is one of the, the trappings of this world that gets you, um, that break down what he calls your willpower. So like, as you start dealing with cigarettes, cigarettes can probably like make you t- not even probably, but it puts you in a, <laughs> in a condition where it messes up your dopamine. So mm-hmm. you, so you are more, you're programmed for instant gratification. Cause that's what a cigarette is, right? Like the cigarette, right. your relationship between a cigarette and yourself is one of um, dopamine dependence. So you're, you have less tolerance on your day to day if you don't have a certain dopamine level, because that's your new normal. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, and the more you indulge into those type of habits, the more of those kind of habits start to increase. So uh, uh, a ch- smoking turns into chain smoking or turns into like, like overeating or like munchies or, you know, like the need to look for these uh, shorter term pleasures versus having a long-term goal, you know? X. Yeah. And, you know, some people are able to function with it and without, you know, in, in these situations, but who, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I'm glad that he wrote it and it's useful if you just listen to the way it is. Cause you know, some people will be like, yo, I smoke cigarettes and I'm doing just fine with, I'm just fine with what I'm doing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. but like, I would say like, yeah, but you could also do better. But then a person like Joe, this is me arguing with myself, very Gemini, like, um, and then <laughs> a person like Joe Rogan would say like, yeah, but like, you know, sometimes that's part of your process and part of your crazy and you might need that to be who you are. So I don't know who knows what the right answer mm. are. I hear but, that. But I think it's useful to say and frame it in that way, you know? Right. You know, um, an awesome person has recently taught me a word that actually fits in this f- framework called, um, the word is propensity. propensity. Um, yeah, and I could use that as a sub- not substitution, but a variation of um, a word that is like an inclination towards something, right? So unlike addiction, which has a very negative connotation towards it, propensity is, is a noun, it's an, and it's 
It means an innate inclination, a tendency, um, a bent of mind, natural or acquired inclination, a natural tendency, a disposition to anything good or evil. Well, and then it says particularly to evil <laughs> as a propensity to gamble. But um, that part is like the, the second definition the first definition is an innate inclination a tendency so a propensity towards something so we're gonna step up our game in this new frequency guys this is this is this is it we're really embodying that term as we talk about this podcast um as we talk about the matrix and unravel it right before it tries to unravel us we have to realize we are a matrix within ourselves and we have to, un- you know, you can't unravel, but then come back into a new shape, into a new form. And um, before we even started this, I was like trying to figure out what, like, even if I know a word, I look it up just, just to sometimes find new ways of using it, even if I'm going to use it in a sentence anyway. So frequency um, is the rate at which a vibration occurs that constitutes a wave, either in a material as in sound waves or in an electron, in an, an electro, electromagnetic field as in radio waves and light, usually measured per second. Um, and that's why, you know, we use the word frequency rather than foundation for this podcast. But yes, yes. Yeah. Frequency is, is um, technically a, a rhythm to a certain extent. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, I remember I have a podcast myself on uh, Strange Lunch. These are our, our archives right now because like that, I haven't really done that for a while. I have this one episode with my friend Bagheer and he gets, I don't know if I recorded him while he was doing this, but it was, it was on the same day. He gets on the FL Studios. FL Studios is a music uh, production program. And what he does is he, he takes a, a sample of a drum. So it goes like a snare. It goes, you know, like the snare goes. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he sped up the frequency in which that ka happens. So frequent, like the root word of frequent, frequency is frequent. How frequent does something happen? So that ka like it happens, it could happen every um, mm. every beat. So it's ka, 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 ka. Or it could happen every half a beat. So it's ka, 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 ka. So what he showed me was, is if you speed up the frequency in which that ka happens, if you speed it up fast enough, using the, pro- the program he was showing me, it actually becomes instead of a ka or, or like you hear this separate thing, you actually hear a, a note. So it goes, Wee! so um, I'm saying that to say like, um, what we hear as, uh, as um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess melody or a note, a, a musical <laughs> note, like A, a through G like A, B, C, D, mm-hmm. like a scale. So each individual note is made up of a, a, a sound that's happening so quickly at such a fast frequency, we hear it as a note. But the note in reality is how often the... The wave is complete. 
the yeah the wave is happening so depending on how quickly this wave is happening you're getting a note from it and i was totally mind blown by that experiment so it could just be a ka 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 but it could happen so quickly that all you hear is ah, ah. so mm-hmm. so each note is pertaining to um uh what they call hertz so these hertz are basically the speed in which um these waves are coming in so you know it's you know it's crazy <coughs> in um comedic um vocabulary i want to say ka means so so just like rise the sun ka means so so it's 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 crazy that you're you're saying ka 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 in my head i'm like Oh, that's the frequency of the soul, because that's how they, <laughs> that's the word or the phrase for the soul. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and it, even in using that frame of thought to think of what we're talking about to move great, into greater depth and visualize different applications of what a new frequency could look like and be as we take new shapes, like the cup. Like you always have the ability to really change the beat. We have the ability to change the beat. Yeah, the instru- the instruments we have are the instruments we have, but the the ways in which the frequency moves is up to us. Mm-hmm. How the sound moves is up to us. You know, how hard do you hit the drum? How soft do you touch the drum? Do you even use the drum? Are you are you are you hitting the drum on the part that's supposed to be drummed or are you hitting it on the side? Like, you know, different parts of the, the, the tool pro- provide sound, but ultimately is the user who has um, the unique ability to take new shape and bring new life and perf- uh, present a new frequency that they choose. And the, the key component is choice. You know, maybe our options aren't so vast, but our choices are infinite. They're very infinite per second. You know, you can choose and some people unchoose the next second. Some people choose so that they can unchoose later. (laughs) Some people choose and choose for the rest of their lives. But, you know, choosing is is a unique um, choice is a unique word to use. Um, And I like to juxtapose it with options. So that it doesn't seem so like, like, oh my God, I can't make a choice. Well, these are your only options. (laughs) So like, even when we go through social media, like so many times you want to just be like, I want to take a break. I want to take a break. But then we come back to the same frequency that we wanted to take a break from. But imagine creating a frequency in which you don't really need a break. You know, yeah, you've, yeah. you've instilled your vacation hours. It's not really a break. It's, it, you've, it's it could rest. be a break, but it's rest. You know, it's, it's not a, it's a rest note, like to, to keep it on the music, on the musicality. You know, they're not silence. There's not a break. It's a rest note. You put exactly. it down on the paper. You know? And, there's, and, and, and it's not about beating yourself up about it because a lot of us want to take a certain shape and be like, 
dang, why am I so this on here? Why am I so that? Why does this make me feel so this? And then we have to realize, hmm, which channel in me is a little too absorbent of certain energies? And how do I manage that without thinking that I have to change the device? Exactly. Like you can utilize the tools within the device to help, but the one thing that doesn't help too much is a complete lying to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that we can do to create a healthier frame of mind. Like maybe we are friends. I'm friends with this person, but I can't see this all the time because it distracts me, but I don't want to unfollow them. Well, you can mute them. And that if you're okay with yourself, you're, you're, you're realizing you're doing this not because you don't care, because if you do care, you will find a time to actually write their name on the search and go check out what they're doing in a time when your mind is ready to absorb that, right? Just like back then, if you wanted to see your friends, when we wanted to see our friends, we would leave the house to go meet our friends. Like So it, we can change how we even take certain terminologies um, and use them to our benefit instead of innately thinking it means something bad. You know, like literally look at the different tools you have as tools and instead of, I had to talk to my, when I say you guys, I actually mean me. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I often have to listen to what I'm saying and I've come to these conclusions because I listen to myself. That's the only way I can regurgitate. <laughs> It's so I'm taking these um, things into mind too. Like even I'm rambling on a little bit. So I, I'm gonna let you talk a little tomorrow's. Yep. <laughs> I called you tomorrow's. Uh, tomorrow's veggies. <laughs> tomorrow's veggies. Uh, or Brian, because he's kind of there. <laughs> I know, but I was, yeah, I was being too much. I could call you TV. <laughs> you call me TV. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, I I kind of surprised myself with like the creating of the brand because of just like the layers to it. I was like, yeah, TV. I'm like, I'm replacing TV. There you go. That's what I'm doing. Taking over. Facts taking over. So to talk about like frequency, you know, and and then um and knowing what's for you, what's for not, you know, um you have to just learn to audit your life and learn to just recognize what is your desire at this moment? What is it that you got to get in order, you know? Um, and what would be the next step for yourself? Like for me right now, I, I know that I've been venturing into the world of like cryptocurrencies and just understanding as much as I can about that from an artist perspective, from a finance perspective, because I know that that's where, where we're headed. So actually today, um, I, I've made a decision on to what my next deep study is going to be. And my next deep study is going to be on just like um, trading, like short term trading, even though if I'm not really that that into it, like I do have a PDF here. Um, but I understand that that's something that I've been interested in besides the deep readings on liberty and freedom and, and even capitalism, because a lot of this stuff um, kind of bleeds into itself. Like um, for the listeners, 
the way that I define capitalism is you having the right to private property and how important mm-hmm. that is. And um, I come from that perspective and I've been building piece by piece um, around that because that's not something that's easily taught in this country, despite people saying that it is a, ca- a capitalist country. Um, unfortunately, the the thinkers of capitalism aren't available to you here unless you actively are studying it on your own because you're not going to get it from the universities they just don't teach it unfortunately at least that's that hasn't been my experience so i've I've definitely had to go out of my way to seek out these um these thinkers and and they put up they they contextualize it in ways that i've never been able to hear and that's the important part so private property Uh but um uh, right now, I'm studying how people manage uh, day trading. I've I've already kind of studied stock market investing, and investment is more of a long term thing where you're kind of looking at the world, you know, five years, ten years into the future, and that's how you're saving. And I know that that's not that's not a hundred percent possible for me because I know that I'm over here building a foundation for the next generation, but I, I still find it useful to think like an investor. So there are investor decisions that I'm making long-term. So now Mm -hmm. that I've taken the time to learn long-term things, I'm now moving to a shorter time frame, which is like day trading, even though that's not what I'm interested in, I'm interested in the mindset of like, um, how do they how do they make their decisions? How are they reading um, group mentality because that's that 's what a lot of a lot is going on. How do they make it so that they 're not gambling but actually um, trading properly because that that's there 's a very thin line in day trading between gambling and actually um, performing a method so I, I kind of like that aspect of it. So that's why I'm, I'm like, okay, since I'm kind of dabbling in this world already, let me just learn enough to understand the, 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 the main words of operations. So like if I listen to a video of a day trader explaining something, I can understand them. So that's what I'm up to right now. And so I said all of that to say, you know, I've chosen a path in the direction. Now that I've chosen a path in the direction, it's kind of important for me to set a time limit for how long I want to spend on that. The time right. limit, um, it's, it's really cool because it's going gonna, it's gonna to have one of uh, the people that are on our, that we're going to invite on our podcast. So I was speaking to Dada the other day and we were talking about deadlines and how she doesn't like the word deadline because of the dreadfulness of the dead part. So she came up on the spot, the idea of a live line so like thinking of it as something that is alive for a certain time period. So it's like, okay, this is alive for a month. So while, so while this, for, for this month that I'm engaging in, this is um, a living thing that I'm living with um, in relationship to for a month. And it's mm-hmm. alive for that time. Instead of thinking about, oh, it's going to die in a month. And, uh-huh. and bringing in the anxiety of the memento mori of this situation, you know, they're like, oh, deadline is anxiety producing. So I just flip it and say the live line, I'm saying the same thing, but I'm paying 
attention to the fact that it's alive. So, right. some, so maybe for some people's psychology, it really does um, help to look at it in the positive. It does. I mean, it's, it's, that's a, that's cool. That is cool for that. Super cool. Um, because like when we start using word, take back your words, yo, I've been saying that when we start using our words, things start to make more sense to us instead of um, taking in and absorbing the, 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 in the negative intentions that are hidden into the things we're using by those who created it. We don't know where that word came from, but we use it even when we're thinking of our goals and our dreams and aspirations. And that's not helpful. That's sometimes that's how we invite um, negative energy, unnecessary energy towards what we're trying to accomplish, you know? Um, and right. You know, back then when I would do stuff like that, people would be like, oh, you're, you know, I'm a Pisces. So like sometimes we, we'd be living in our, what people call fairy tale world, but it's, it's quite possible in my world. I think this world is actually quite magical, if you ask me. Um, but like, if we start noticing that we have the ability to change our frequency and how we choose to exist, but I don't even want to use the word change as in, you can be something that you're not, but you can realize you are a lot of things. You are capable of experiencing. Adjust. Yes. You can. And, 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 you I got, and I got, and I got that from our yoga teacher class too. Cause it's just like, Oh, making an adjustment, you know? Yes. A simple adjustment. Like even sometimes we think we have to be in a completely new space. And sometimes that's actually quite true. But sometimes you can be in the same space and bring a new challenge, challenge that feeling or change the atmosphere with a new, better feeling, a healthier feeling. Um, I don't want to say that's something you could do to everything. Sometimes you do need to leave a space and not like you have to just be real with yourself. Like how, how can you actually change the feeling of this space or do you need to um, let go and put a new leaf on your life to experience something healthier for yourself. Like if it doesn't coincide with what works for you, then it might be, it might be time to set some strong boundaries, like build strength around your interaction with it and then go somewhere else. Or you just set strong boundaries and see if you you end up enjoying it better when you have boundaries, you know. But it never feels comfortable. It never feels comfortable at first. It almost feels super alien. Or even you know what? It's crazy when you're on the road to success or changing your frequency. It almost feels like you failed. You almost you're supposed. I feel like I'm starting to believe you're supposed to feel like you failed. <laughs> what do you mean just in general i think so. yeah like you're supposed to feel like you failed because it hasn't happened yet but you're actually succeeding because you're in route to something else so you like okay so i came i came up with this phrase which is like failure lasts as long as you let it mm -hmm. right and sometimes you have to fail to succeed in something you have to fail 
you have to, in some ways, you have to keep making mistakes in order to actually build the success, right? You're climbing up. Each failure is like a stepping stone. <laughs> You're not there yet, but you got to keep building on the mistakes to get there. Like there's some things you just have to do that. Like if you do, if you've ever taken a chemistry cor- course, there's something called titration. And like, titration. I think, I, yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast already. I think I might have. But like, continue, you gotta, continue. No, continue, continue. Like the only way to change the substance completely is if you add a, a specific amount of whatever you're adding to the, to the solution that you're creating. And you can't just put five drugs. You have, to, you have to keep the titration going until you realize, oh, it's, it's going to change into pink after the 90th drop. But if you fail, if you did it one time and he's like, oh, I failed, oh, I failed. You're not realizing you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to fail. You're supposed to keep failing until you get to 90 to do that so that you now know what the measurement is to get to that result moving forward. Um, and some things, when you're rerouting, you're pivoting. Like you thought you were, you had to go to a destination. And um, you thought, okay, I was taking a left. I was taking a left. It looks like it was taking me the right way, but it's actually taking me backwards. So now technically I have to go backwards to go forward. <laughs> so you have to fail on the route you were going on to succeed to where you need to go. That's what I'm saying about failure. Like, yeah, oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, the, the way I was hearing or the way that I was interpreting it was um, in order to succeed, the failures are telling you, it's teaching you how to separate what is not from the success. So, like, I could be whatever, too, too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was like, all right, so you try to do something correctly. And as you're making mistakes, you're eliminating the possibilities of things that are not. So it's like, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is not the approach. Maybe this is not the approach. This is not working. This is not working. So I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to put that away, you know, until you figure out, wait. And every single time that you put something away, it starts to clear up just a little bit more where it's like, I know that I'm not going to do this. That eliminates that option. So I go towards another option and it kind of looked like it was closer or it just was incorrect. But as long as I got my eye on what the desired result is, I can just keep eliminating options because I'm smart enough to at least know what an attempt looks like. Facts. You know? Yes. It's, it's exactly that. And like, this is this is crucial conversation to have especially with the climate of the world that we're in right now a lot of us are like including myself feeling like we aren't doing enough or dang if i did this before then i would be this before and i mean (laughs) i'd be this now when actuality as humans we're part of being a human is not knowing not having the ability to transcend past time. Like we can't know until time reveals for Mm -hmm. real, but we have a relationship with time and we can work with it, you know, 
to get to where we're going. And like, I'm glad you brought up um, the live line that Dada came up with. That's a cool term. Um, I've actually been thinking of something similar myself, like realizing that, yo, why is it that the only time they want to tell you to write a will is when you're going to die? Like, what, what about the will to live? Can I write my will to live? What does that look like? Is, you know, what am I putting in my will to live instead of the will to die? Because even now, they don't even really tell you to write a will because they know when you die, a lot of what you leave behind is going back to where? The state. The state. I mean, that's why they tell you to write a will. Your last will and testament is... um your will is your um your your last desires what are your last wishes before um make sure to put your wishes down on paper so that it can be done so that when you are gone we're not left in confusion as to what it is that you want to do with that stuff that was yours but the crazy part about it is if you do not have your will like notarized it 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 doesn't have the same value. Like you, some you almost have to have a lawyer read over your will. Yeah, yeah, and that's because you um you would need a witness, a trustful person that can say, yeah, I was there. I saw them put this down, and I was there to. That's what a notary a notary is. A notary is, is um a witness. Right, that's true. That's very true. But it's it's it's, but we I I want to invite us to right our wills to live make our will throughout, throughout day like yeah yeah you know like affirmations are beautiful but i think we have and i've been dissolving this within myself so i can say this as as, as a we and not point any fingers we have been taught um because we know our oppressors so well or we know the people who govern us so well, we have naturally as humans as sponges taken in their approach to life. And we forgot that we have our own approach to life. And we have the right, our own personal rights to express that no matter how uncool it seems, no matter how strange it might seem compared to the norm, um, you, we have the right to experience that in our, to, to explore that without hurting other people, of course. But when I say explore, I mean, think about it and begin to realize, yo, why don't I have my own, like, <laughs> like my own declaration, my own, <laughs> my own, like, you know what I'm saying, constitution. Mm -hmm. um, and things that have been helping me think of this is like the 42 ideals of Ma'at. And I've, I've taken the time to sit down and write them down on a huge board that's on my wall, in my room. And I realized, you know, this is like almost like I declare these things daily. Like it means, like it's starting to mean something to me. Like, you know, when we, back in the day, kids don't do this anymore probably, but like back in the day in classrooms in the physical matter world, the physical matrix of like going into classrooms, schools, we used to have to pledge allegiance to the flag, right? Mm -hmm. When I read the 42 um, ideals of my aunt, in a way, those are like, I, 
a pledging allegiance to my my soul, my heart, you know, mm-hmm. because my art is like the balance, the balancing scale, making sure your heart is light as a feather. So taking a moment in the rising to do that is crucial. It might seem, well, not anymore, but back then it might have seemed like, oh, girl, you do, you, you're doing too much, just live. But that is living. That's true life to realize that you get to set the tone to how your day goes. Because right now, a lot of forces is, is yanking us by the heart, by the leg, by the corona, by the crown. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and um, we can see a lot of these things and generalize it as anxiety. When if you really look at it with a microscope, you realize, hmm, this isn't anxiety. This is responsibility. And then this is an urge. And then, like, you know, you start to real, once you start realizing that we can process and work on them that way, and slowly you'll realize the word anxiety just disappears because now you know what you got to do. If you have the urge to do this, how do I, am I satiating or am I, am I, Am I exploring it? Because sometimes we don't know why we have the urge, but we, we kind of need to know, deal with it to realize, oh, my body just needs this. That's why I have that urge. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't understand wow. it until I did it, which goes back to what you were saying, right? Like, we can't always think some things are negative. You kind of have to experience it to really get to the root cause of what, what it is that you need, right? When you were telling the cigarette story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, things like anxiety may just need a little bit more of, and like, I can't speak to all anxious people, obviously, because I'm just going to be speaking generally from what I understand about anxiousness in its in its um in its ways. So, you know, much like you said and to add a little bit is um, when it comes to anxiety, it it's just energy in your self looking mm-hmm. for, to be defined properly because um, for like, so, so it's asking for deeper investigation because it's like, okay, like what is, what is making me move out of my center or what is getting my energy feeling like it's being raised up or sent out in in these ways that that are kind of making me off balance because anxiety is kind of like an off balanced energy right it's like it's a it's a desire to move to move almost right yeah it's a rattle within that you might not know what it is but you just feel it rattling so, you know, and, 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 and I guess it builds because you don't have a clear definition as to where it's coming from or why it's making you feel that way. And, and then you have to even sometimes ask, like, you're like, you know, what either what can be done or what needs to be understood or what needs to be um, rethought or, or redirected. You know, like these are all the different things. Like if I was thinking to myself, like, oh, for like a second, I have like anxiety. I would have to ask myself, 
okay, what's going on right now? Right. Um, is there anything I can immediately do physically? No? Okay. What, what is my mind focusing on at this very moment and trying to be very honest of it? And then, mm -hmm. you know, and like, even if it's for the desire to be made felt like everything is going to be okay, can I provide that to myself? Like, hey, can I realize this very moment I'm at peace? Why am I feeling like that? You know, like these are these different directions these things can go in terms of your mind. You just have to like ask yourself the right questions because yes. like, you're, you're in your body. So in your, you being in your body, you could figure it out. Like I know for a fact, like, um, like if I'm anxious when I'm, when I've partaken in smoking pot. <laughs> and, uh, partaken. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to make it say like, I have smoked weed and I, and I'm a little anxious cause I'm just weed smoking. Sometimes I find it's because I'm scrolling online and the scrolling Shh. online is cutting up my attention. So because it's cutting up my attention, it's actually creating an anxiety because especially when I'm high, mm. I like to, I like to focus in on things. So, so like my mind is actually more still, more stable, more calm and in control and it, and it likes especially under these conditions to do something that i can um uh focus like hone it hone myself in mm -hmm. but the scattered brain nature of online scrolling actually makes me anxious and kind of like it it messes up my programming which i could do that normally when I'm not under the influence, but then when I'm, when I'm under, when I'm in the, when, I, when I'm in the influence, um, it really messes with me because it's like, damn, I really want to like, what I would really like to do is jump in a book or like zone in on something that I can engulf myself in whether, or even just straight up meditate, like either one, like, you know, meditating mm -hmm. is um, just paying attention to the breath, but, um, so, so that's one, that's an, an example of when I feel anxiety rise, I identify right. what's going on. Like, it's not normal to have your mind um, scrolling between somebody apple picking and then somebody's relationship <laughs> issues and then U.S. politics and then... Yo, it's true. Then, Sometimes like, your brain just wants you to stop that shit. It doesn't even care what else you do. It just needs you to just stop. Like, hey, go go focus in on something. Or maybe, like, you, you're hungry, and that's why some people get the munchies or whatever. But the idea is, is like, you know, you got to just figure out within yourself what it is, like, where do you belong, like, in terms of that energy? Where does that, where's that energy pulling you towards? To right. Exactly. Where's the, it the, pulling you towards? To you me, know, because... Yeah, to me, nothing is more anxiety producing than not having a purpose for what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, not or not producing at all. Like being an artist and then being like, man, all this other artist is doing this and doing that and doing this and do. It's like you envy your own self. Go do what you want to do. <laughs> oh my God, go you envy your own self. That's a you, crazy. You one. envy your own self, but you're just like, you don't realize it. You, all you need to do is just literally go in the corner and create. But then 
because of this, you might think, oh, but it's not as good. It's not going to be online. It's not going to get the attention. No, it got your attention. Mm-hmm. Your attention is more vital. It's the most vital one ever right now. That's, that's actually more key. Like, there was a, f- I was going through a phase where I was just like, oh, I need to make money, but I got to be online to make money. Dang, mm. what do I do with my life? And then, and like, the, these networks are making you think that this is the only marketplace. Right. And if you're not on this marketplace, you're doomed and nobody will ever buy your stuff. No, the f- f- markets matter, actually, we really think about it because of local people, being local, yeah. being community-oriented. There's people local online, but there's also people local right outside your door. Exactly. There's a lot of different local, a lot of different local environments. Yes, and those are another type of matrix that might not seem so cool, or like, I'm from the hood, you know. So like, at first I used to be like, I can't be out here and getting everybody to know who I am. That's not safe. Then I was like, who ingrained that thought in my mind? Mm-hmm. Who made me think that, yes, I am a woman. And yes, it ain't the safest out here. But you only live once. And while <laughs> you live, you can't be scared of everything. Yes, if I must know, if I must create another matrix of like explore the matrix of community within where I'm at. Well, then I got to get my security situation tight, but I'm not about to not do it because, oh, it's not safe. It ain't safe on the internet either, but we there. You know what I'm saying? We just think I could take that risk. No, because now your, your soul's at, at, at risk and your mindset is at risk it just doesn't seem so physical that you don't get it and you might accidentally develop that feeling of anxiety so what I did to combat that was like okay maybe I don't know how to be in my immediate environment community but I know my friends are what's local to my heart those that's my local community so I had messaged certain people that was like hey would you like to be a resource to one another whether I use that phrase or I've at least extended a form of communication that would be outside of the virtual world. So yeah, maybe social media may not feel the best, but you can utilize it as a tool to get into those, in other matrix, into other spaces where like it might be healthier. Break. You just need to event, right? Like- <laughs> yes. It's really that simple sometimes. Like, yo, Eventbrite, what's going on? Oh, Google up the Jacob Javits Center calendar, which a lot of this is very annoying because of Corona. But that's what that's what it, that's what I'm talking about. That's just like, yes. you know, like at one point it was really that easy to just hit up a message board or message board, um, like a calendar of a event space and see what events are happening, what free events, like um what I really like doing is checking out all the free events by Columbia university. Cause I just live around there and city college. So like mm-hmm. universities have events for their locals, you know, they have concerts and they have lectures that, that your common people could come through and just check it out. Mm-hmm. Like those facilities are actually facilitating open, uh, 
I don't know how to say, but just like, you know, open events for the public. And, you know, that, that allows you to participate in a different way, in a different matrix. So. Yeah. You got you know, so to think outside your boxes. Look, exactly. Look at the box from the outside. How many different ways is the box shaped and what's around, what's around the box? That's definitely... <laughs> I, I, I really think yeah. that that's how powerful our world is right now, that... I think that we're only limited by our ability to imagine or to have a question where it's like, if you have a question and you really, and like to the, to the extent in which you really are curious about that or you care about that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. um, like your true curiosity or your true purpose towards something the result is only based upon how actually interested you are in that. Because if it's a passing phase, you'll get the PDF, you'll buy all the courses, but you won't actually go through it. Yes, that's true. Speak on it. Speak on it. And so, yeah, it's going to feel uncomfortable. But you're not alone. And you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. I've been using the word release differently than I usually do. When I use the word release, I literally have broken down the word re and lease. So I say I remove and release. Like, take, you know, release. I remove to release. Because when you look at the etymology of the word release, like, actually, it was... Um, it started off as relax or something like that. It comes from the word relax, like a blend of hmm. relax and let me see. Let me. I'm I'm looking it up because like because if I look at re as again and then lease like lease like oh the lease is up. Mm. I'm trying to figure that out. That's right if here. you break down the two words that we see. But when you look at the origin, the Latin word is relaxere or something. That's not how they say it, but that's how I'm saying it, which means okay. stretch out again and slacken, right? And then yeah. the old French was release, like, or relaxe, right? And relaxe. that meant, mm -hmm, that would be more so like to relax. Hmm. And then the English word relax comes together with release. So release, we use it in the sense of I'm taking this out of me. But when in actuality, the word really means the feeling of. Yeah, of yeah, you're right. I never what thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. Like what and you feel when technically, when you use, when you relax that's what release means wow that's mm -hmm. that's huge that's that's huge to me um uh, because definitely thinking of release in the form of um what 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 was the original way that you that i was i don't even remember the way i was thinking about it because now <laughs> i can't stop thinking about it as relax like oh yeah just because if you if you think about it what are you doing when you're opening your hand up you are relaxing the hand to let it go and you're expanding you so you almost you're feeling the fullness of you again 
And so that's why when I use the word release, I'm actually using it to like feel the totality of my presence in in, in this relaxed state. So um, it's wow. almost like a re- taking a new lease on my life. Um, mm. Instead of just thinking it of it's throwing away everything else. Like, <laughs> I released that from my life. Release this from, no, <laughs> you release to feel again. Yeah. I, I like the aspect of this um, this podcast in the way that um, we rethink or we either rethink or we get to the roots of words. And because in many ways, root words are the keys to our perception and our understanding and um, our misunderstandings. And that's everything to do with um, the keys to what we call the matrix. Yo, let me... T- exactly let me put a new a little twist to that too exactly uh-huh. what you just said um before we started the podcast i thought of this earlier this year and it spooked me because of how cool it was but i wasn't scared it was just like oh shit this is cool oop first uh-huh. curse um <laughs> but like sentences are equations sentences are equations yeah and we're just like when you look at a matrix it's a bunch of algorithms is math so sentences are math what you say is it's like one plus one is two that's why we even have such things as verbs and nouns like those are the the, the what do you call it the components like in algebra those are the variables in our sentences so technically words are part of is a certain matrix too and it's cool to really explore that sometimes. And it takes like doing what I love this podcast for this too, because it allows me ways to explore other matrix. So I can come into another one with new eyes and Mm -hmm. feel refreshed and like, like powered up again, like very powered up again. I really think I'm both introvert and extroverted because like, (laughs) Technically, when they say you're an introvert, you're like, you get energy, you fill up your fuel by being alone. And then extrovert is you fill up your fuel by being outside. But like, I'm filling up my fuel by having these like moments where I do the research and discussing it with somebody like you Um, Mm -hmm. and other friends that I have, but like specifically for this podcast, like that, it's, it's phenomenal. It's dope. And we're building something out of here. So, like, yeah, like, hopefully this inspires whoever's listening to um, explore all the different types of matrixes out there that get bring life to you. Just take your time to just explore it when another one is just it feels overwhelming. You might not need to leave it alone or break away from it, but you just need to might need to break, create a new. Or just relax it a little bit, release just just a little bit, give some slack. Um, I was yes. looking, I was looking up the the word for lease because I'm like now I'm curious. Release, <laughs> uh, lease is lesser lesser, mm-hmm. um, but it based like if you break it down, like laxer, like laxers, um, make yeah. loose make loose, loose, lax. And um, mm. yeah, I, I think it is like um, when you, ha- when you're signing a lease with someone, the lease is a contract in which you 
pay somebody so that they can let loose for you to have freedom. So like opening mm. up, opening up the space for you to do what you want to do within the bounds of what they have secured. Because when you're mm. when you're lock when you're locking something up, you're securing it. Then when you are giving a lease out to somebody, you're giving people the reign and the freedom to to do with it. Like you are um, signing off, you're signing and 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 uh, you're signing off rights to to um, mm. to exist in it. Laissez faire. Laissez faire. A policy or attitude of letting things take their own course without interfering. That they use the word laissez um, in French. That's why mm -hmm, free market. But exactly, that makes sense. A, a lease isn't a leash. A lease isn't a leash. <laughs> a lease. A lease isn't a leash. I love that. Yes, we, we gotta know there's two different things. A leash, new lease on life. That's why we say that, right? I've got a new lease on life. This yeah. makes me so happy because this has everything to do with the type of work that I'm doing, like in terms of researching laissez-faire capitalism and and um, all types of things. Like, you know, like me, like, all right, you see people trying to burn it all down and release in that way. I'm trying to release it mentally. I'm trying to figure out mm -hmm. how to unlock things using my words in my mind and some of it is understanding things like econ like economics and understanding the responsibilities and the things to consider once freedom is is applied when freedom is applied once the lease is applied how are you applying yourself to the space to make sure that your the management of it is proper exactly it's like um getting the lease to a kitchen now, what are you going to do with that kitchen so that you can continue to exist in that kitchen with the responsibilities of that kitchen? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be scary. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, I just don't want to do anything. We'll, you'll get to the phase where you don't got to do nothing. But first, you have to establish what, you, what works for you to do. And, and that can feel stressful. It can. Oh, Lord, it can. But... We can't allow societal's definition of what it means to work to scare us from doing the work we have to do. You know? I don't know if that made sense to you. I think it did. Did it make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 looking, um, I'm looking at laissez-faire. It means allow to do. Literally, allow to do. Oh, wow. That was good timing with that. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is really cool. Let me see if I if I've touched on the things that I've. Yeah, I I didn't even touched on more. We touched on more than. Yeah, yeah. We thought to. Let's see. Let's so see. This new frequency setting new tone. You know, taking the time to incorporate your wellness into these things. We, we definitely talked about that. Like, starting, you know what? Let me say this too, because mm. I need to say this for myself. We always talk about what's your rising routine. You know what actually sets the tone? The night routine. 
the oh. nighttime routine. Who Lord? <laughs> yeah. Cause How you go to bed? Talk, talk about it. Talk about what I realized my best days started when I set up myself in for my rising. Like I would lay my book on the page I need to be on. It's like you know how right now there's a whole thing where people especially ladies um are like, Oh, I wanna come home with pedals to the floor, setting me up to the bathroom. And like, you know, with the bubble bath going, champagne, candles. Imagine doing that for yourself in the rising. You wake up and you're like, ooh. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I just find that hilarious. Like you wake up in the morning and then there's a trail of petals towards, (laughs) you know, your morning routine. Seriously, though, yo, imagine because you go to sleep and you wake up, you're like, Oh, I forgot. Oh my god, Angela, you you did this, you did this for you. Thank you, <laughs> you did this for me. Thank you. Like, I, I mean, I didn't send no paddles or anything, but I had laid my yoga mat ready to go. I had my cup that my tea goes in was ready, tea, tea bags there. My like calendar was where it needed to be with the pencil. So is my little journal. So is my diary because those two are separate things. Like I had my robe hung. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? Like little things like I woke up to that. And like I had, I had um 432 Hertz playing. Um, oh. Well, it was playing when I went to bed, but then when I woke up, it wasn't playing, but it was ready to play again. <laughs> I didn't have to search nothing. So it's like when we set ourselves up like that in the rising, we we follow that. Like we end up like creating a new space for ourselves to be like, "Ooh, I feel ready for today." Yes, I am ready for the day. So like I, for me, a nighttime routine is actually what makes the day, the next day successful at least start off with a grin on my face um so yeah hope i don't know if that would help anyone i just had to share that <laughs> i felt like that was a powerful like and like, i would say that's the best ending note we could have like yo if you can't take that and feel like you ain't get like million dollar advice right there that shit's awesome <laughs> like like um i even tweeted you just now <laughs> I, you did i, I, I tweeted <laughs> yeah. the quote I, the way i wrote it is um Use the use your night routines to set the pedals to your morning routine. Yes. I, I'm just saying that you I just quoted you like if you said it, but that's what you basically said. So I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Your morning do. Get that morning do ready. You know, do get it ready. I love that. <laughs> anyway. Yes, this is this I love this too. This is awesome. This is great talking with you. Brian, tomorrow's veggies. This was a good one. This was a good one. Um, so, so after mm-hmm. this will be our live one and then yeah. we're going to get into something different for this uh, third airdrop for the people. It'll be, um, I guess, an interview series. It will. Featuring three Matrix Breakers. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. By the time you watch this, you already found out. So congratulations. You already know. <laughs> you already know. Yes. All right. Anything, so, anything else you want to say? Nah, nah. I'm just. I said my. I'm. We're recording this at night, so I'm already thinking what I'm about to do. I'm about. To-
to do my mascara, like <laughs> do a little yoga nighttime movements, um, and set the tone for um, the rest of the week because we have a very, very big week. Well, next seven days coming up. The very oh, yeah. next seven days coming up. Definitely. It's going to go down in history. Like that's for sure. All right, yo. Yes. It was nice talking to you. Did we'll you we'll catch up. No, no, no. We're, I'm good. I'm perfect. Um, we'll talk on Saturday to prepare mm-hmm. for our live next Wednesday, and it's going to be super cool. It sure will be. Oh, it ended? Oh, no, it hasn't ended yet. No. <laughs> yo, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Talk soon. Peace.